Laura D'Souza, you are listening to episode number three of the Self-Help Junkies podcast. I'm so excited to be here as always. Episode number three was actually meant to be um, an interview with a beautiful human, Danielle Hollis who is an intuitive business coach for women. She's amazing and her story is amazing and I can't wait to share that interview with you. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties. (laughs) We did the whole interview. Um, I I have previously been using Soundtrap um, and it just didn't, didn't work. It crashed and it lost everything. So I will be speaking with Danielle again and sharing that with you soon. But I didn't want it to get to Monday and not put anything out. And there's so much that I wanted to say. So do you know what? I thought I would just plug in my little microphone and have a little chat. So hello. I wanted to talk about me and Gordon spoke last week a lot about following your dreams. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. So for those of you who know a little bit about me, I am a yoga teacher and I run a business called the Yogi Wolfpack. um, A couple of days a week, I work with kids. I do a lunch club with some children down at a local school. And I love it because they totally get it. They, I am trying to teach people that yoga is so much more than, you know, just getting into these really bendy, awkward poses. It's so much more than being flexible and being strong. It's all about, it's all about healing the mind, healing the heart. It's all about kindness. It's all about believing in yourself. It's all about courage. It's about breathing and working with your breath. It's about listening to your inner knowing. So there's so much that yoga is about and the kids are so open-minded and they completely get this. So the other day, um, oh, here, there you go. There's Daisy saying hello. (laughs) The other day, I um, set a task to the children to invent or create a yoga class. And I mean, I could have cried because when they, when they, um, so they, they did their yoga class for everybody. And then three of the girls left their sheets of paper on the floor. So I picked them up and they're here with me now. And... The thing that I loved so much about this was not only did they create the class, you know, they've put um, doing a little shaky dance, bee breath, bear breath, or one says, um, feel the breeze, listen to the lights, and, you know, all of these little instructions, hug yourself. Um, So not only have they created the class, they've written at the top their intention these are chill. These are primary age children. These are um, these are year. These these are nine and ten year olds. So one of them put their in- intention as love and light, and they called it happy yoga. Um, another one put their intention as feelings 
happy, relaxed, and strong. So they wanted the people who they're teaching the class to to feel happy, relaxed, and strong. Uh, and another another child um, put their intention as calm, happy, and unsad. I mean, how bloody lovely is that? Not only are they thinking about the what they want to put out there, their, their product, but they're thinking about their intention. They're thinking about how they want to make that person feel. And it's all just really positive stuff. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when, when do you get this taken out of you? As a kid, you have all of these you know, all of these hopes and dreams and these intentions. You want to, I mean, I wanted to be a vet when I was a kid because I wanted to help animals. And I'm sure there's a lot of children out there that that still have that same dream. It's about the intention when you're a child. You want to, I remember when my daughter was um, probably about four years old, she wanted to work in boys's. (laughs) or boys or boyers or whatever it is that you want to call it and the reason why she wanted to work there was because they sold squishy slimies you know these little toys like slime and little squishy toys but her intention she wasn't thinking about the money or anything she was thinking "Ooh, I want to work at boys's so that I can play with all the squishy slimies (laughs) which is just lovely so we start off as kids we have these dreams, these big dreams. We want to sing and we want to be a musician because we love to sing. We love singing. So it makes sense that when I grow up, I'm going to be a singer. Um, you know, I want to be a vet because I love animals. I love helping animals. So it makes sense to be a vet. I want to be a footballer because I love playing football with my friends and I'm good at it. You know, we have all these hopes and dreams and then you get a little bit older and older and life starts to happen. And we, there's a point in our lives when we kind of get taught by society, taught by friends and family, maybe even taught by some teachers that we really want to be thinking about something realistic. I mean, this especially goes for people who have come from a background where you you don't really have a lot of money, you know, um, like, for example, I grew up in like a council house, which was lovely, one of changed a thing about that, you know, and, um, you know, the money was always a problem in my house, there was always money struggles, and that's how I just remember life, so if you... I I mean, I can't speak for people who, you know, are born into money, but I just think that as a young person, coming from a not very wealthy background, we get taught that life has to be a certain way. You need to forget your dreams and you need to focus on what pays the bills. So I am... (laughs) It really helps me concentrate to doodle and to write while I'm talking. So if you hear scribbling, then that's why. So we get taught to focus on what's going to pay the bills, what's going to pay the rent, what's realistic, rather than following what makes us happy. And that's 
that's a little bit messed up, isn't it? So we take these jobs that we hate and we just accept a crappy life that we don't like. We just accept it. And then guess what? At the end of it all, we die. And it's like, you know, we just I just can't get my head around the fact that so many people just accept it. Let's pay the bills. As long as we can pay the bills, everything's fine. But you are deeply unhappy, even depressed. And I mean, that's nowhere to live, is it really? That's nowhere to live. But saying all this, I know it's hard. And this is why I wanted to um, do this podcast today. Recently, I've been um, thinking about my own business, the Yogi Wolf Pack. And I'm trying to create something that's more than just yoga. I'm trying to create um, a kind of a wellness hub because I really believe in the power of self-help. I believe that there are so many tools that we can use in order to help ourselves to to feel better, to help ourselves get over traumas, get uh, get through addictions, but also to just totally change our mindset and live a really successful and abundant life. So yes, it's possible to be happy. Yes, it's possible to get over these emotional hurdles. But yes, it's also possible to live like an amazing life beyond your wildest dreams. Daisy agrees. <laughs> Oh, Daisy. I mean, chihuahuas, they're just really happy, aren't they? Has anyone else out there got a chihuahua? Anybody relate? Um, so I have, this week, I've been really working hard on my business. I'm creating an online membership. I am working on some other things at the moment. Um, I've recently just um, organised a mini retreat with my beautiful beautiful amazing friend Sophie Neve who runs her own business Evolve Hypnotherapy and there's all these things happening and I have all of this fear and all of this self-doubt I'm planning my yogi membership it's it's an on the idea is it's an online membership the reason why I'm starting it is because I fell in love with the home practice style of yoga so I just really love lighting my candles putting on my favorite um, essential oil usually like lavender or frankincense dimming my lights and just practicing yoga by myself I'm free to cry I can laugh I can scream I can fart nobody's watching I felt this is what I just fell in love so much with home practice that was the thing that got me into yoga so to me it just makes sense that I try and put that out there for other people you know there's a lot of people that might suffer with anxiety and that might not want to or might not feel like leaving the house and this is giving that person an option and it's something that I really believe in but there's this huge fear in me that I'm going to launch this and nobody is going to it's going to sign up for it. I also have other things I'm thinking about injecting into my business that have the potential to be really successful, but there's so much fear in me. I'm scared and I've got so much self-doubt. The imposter syndrome kicks in and yeah, it's, it's, um, 
that's been some really bad days for me this week. There's been <laughs> there's been days where I've just like just fallen onto my bed with my head in my hands and just laid there like not just laid there like freaking out freaking out (sighs) and breathe so today I thought about the first journey I took into self-employment and how scared I was back then but I still took that leap and I still got here so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my um my working history so I started off um I actually started off working as a checkout girl at um, a supermarket called Safeways when I was 16 um I quit that job because I wanted to go and watch Metallica (laughs) at Earl's Court but they wouldn't give me the time off to go and watch Metallica so I quit which was very very rock and roll of me I know I then took a job in Blockbusters, the video shop, which was like, I mean, that was just the funnest job ever. And we got to watch all the films and eat all the popcorn. It was really fun. And, you know, and then I just kind of spent my life going from job to job. And they were all kind of just jobs that didn't really require very much from me. They were all kind of just, you know working in a shop or um, working in a call center, um, laundry assistant. So there was all these jobs that didn't really do anything for me. Didn't really light me up in any way. I was just doing them because you got to do them, right? Someone's got to do it. I had to do it. It was money to pay the bills Um, so I just got on with it but I was really unhappy and also I just back then I had such a feeling of unworthiness I didn't think that I mean there's nothing wrong with that might be your calling if you want to work in a shop that might be your calling and that's if it is then that's just amazing you should just follow what lights you up but it didn't light me up I was just going for these jobs that I could easily get and just doing them unhappily. Um, I've always been into music. I've always written songs and I always wanted to be a musician. But that obviously was unrealistic. So the day came when I was working at a care home as a laundry assistant. I was also a single mother at this point so I had left my husband and I was living alone with my daughter and I was a laundry assistant in a care home and I was working kind of Monday to Friday and one day the one of the manager one of the manager ladies came up to me and said you know what Laura you're really gonna have to start working weekends because it's not fair on the other staff they're all working weekends and you're not and the next day I walked in there and I handed in my notice because I 
that was the final straw for me. I just knew deep, deep in my core that I didn't know I wasn't going to work weekends. Nobody's going to make me work weekends. That was my time. That is my time for my daughter. That is my time. So I handed in my notice and then I was like, oh, okay, shit. Now what do I do? So I went to the job center and I claimed job seekers allowance. And I am so, so grateful to for that. I really am because that led me on to this. So they were actually offering a program for people who wanted, who had an idea, who wanted to create their own business. Uh, so this, re- I was like, okay, that sounds really interesting. Um, so I went to the little meetings that were organized and they were really, really good, really gave so much information and just really gave me that little, that little boost that I needed to, to take that chance and create something. So I created a business called Little Rockstars and that was where I would use my musical skills to play music for children, for Little Rockstars. So I set up baby and toddler groups around my hometown and then the calls from schools started coming and I was asked to go into nurseries and sing to the children in the nurseries. Word of mouth got out. I then got a school, a call from a, from a, um, a special school asking if I could go into there. And I was a bit kind of reluctant at first because I'd never worked with special children, with send children. Um, so I didn't really know what, if I, if I could do the job, if I could give them what they wanted. But me being me, I said, yes, yes, I can do this. I can do this. And I did, and I absolutely adored it. I adored working with these children. They were just all so beautiful and amazing and so open-minded and just just awesome. So I did a few years working with uh, special needs children. That actually led on to uh, onto two other schools. So I was working privately in three schools. So I, I actually quit the... Um, the little rock stars, the groups, and just focused on my schools. And it was great. And then lockdown came and the jobs all just went. (laughs) I had no jobs. Um, But I was fine. The universe took care of me. I was fine. And during this time, I got into yoga in a big way. In a big way. I mean, I was already massively into my mindfulness, massively into meditation. Um, but then the yoga came and it was just amazing. It was, it just gave me everything I needed. It gave me courage. It gave me support. I, I found this sense of self-love and self-respect that I don't think I'd ever felt before and then I just I just loved it so much and I felt so passionate about the healing benefits of it and I decided that I wanted to learn how to be a yoga teacher so I spent my lockdown learning I took a course I learned how to do it 
and I became a yoga teacher and I've been teaching for a year now and I'm really I'm just so happy I love my job I still have a few um, music therapy clients that I work with and it's really great but I'm wanting to take another leap and grow my business even more so where am I now in my life so I'm at a place now where I was so scared to quit the steady income that my jobs were bringing me back when I was employed by these shops and and the care home I was really scared to walk away from that because there was this fear in my head what if I quit this and you know I can't afford to pay my bills what if what if what if you know there was always this doubt in my head that it just wasn't gonna go right but guess what guess what it did it was fine I'm here I'm here on the other end to tell you that it was fine and it was well worth the risk I'm not a millionaire by any means I am I'm still working very hard to get there but but I can pay my rent I live in a beautiful three-bedroom house in a beautiful village with my daughter and my chihuahua and Terence the tortoise and I can afford my rent I have no man here to support me no woman here to support me I'm just here by myself paying my rent every month paying my bills every month feeding my daughter my chihuahua you know I can buy her clothes I can I can support us both so it's worth it man if you if there's something that you want to do what what are you passionate about what is it that you want to do so to if you don't already know the answer to that and I want you to think about this as well as if money wasn't an object I don't want you to have to have any of those thoughts in your head saying oh well this is unrealistic you're never going to be able to do that that's crazy I want you to close your eyes and ask yourself what you would do if money was no object. I want you to think about what you are passionate about, what really lights you up. I want you to think about what you're good at. What are you good at? Are you good with people? Are you an amazing singer? Are you good with animals? What are you good at? And once you have all that, I think you've found that's your calling. And you take that and you try and figure out a way that you can use that to serve other people. How can you take your your passion and skill and use it to serve others. That's what you need to ask yourself. And when you have that, I want you to write it down. And I want you to try and imagine that if you followed your dreams, 
where you would want to be in two years. And I want you to go all out. I want you to really go all out. If if things happen exactly how you wanted them to happen, where would you be with this in two years? I think that as adults, we forget to dream. We forget to dream big. And it's good to dream. It's amazing to have a dream because it keeps you going and yeah it just it keeps you driven and excited about life <sighs> so that's my <laughs> that's my um invitation to you and if you do take me up on this invitation i would love to hear what came up for you i would love to hear what you want to do and i'm here to tell you that if i can do it a single mum who is still recovering from trauma, who has gone through alcoholism and um, addictions of various things and self-abuse and abusive relationships and literally having nothing. If I can do it, then any bloody person can I am telling you right now you you don't need to fear anything fear is such a pointless useless um immersion when it comes to these things it's just all it's doing is holding you back so I really want you to think about it think about my story let this inspire you I'm here in my lovely kitchen in my lovely house I've had nobody to help me out I've had nobody to help me so before you kind of think oh well maybe she had help from you know with money with this I have not had a single freaking person helping me out like giving me handouts and money and stuff everything that I have achieved and everything that I've got I've done it by myself I've done it through reading these like amazing self-help books. I've done it through finding things that help me feel better, you know, like finding my yoga, meditation, doing the things that heal rather than harm. So hopefully you can use that and take something out of it, take some inspiration. And this doesn't just have to be you know, you don't have to just use this on career. You might already be in your dream career. You might use it for, you know, you might want to go skydiving or you might want to go on that dream holiday that you keep putting off. There's so many things that we want to do. And a lot of us can be really, really guilty of talking the talk and not walking the walk. But if there's something that you want to do, now is the time to take action, my friend. I promise you, you will not regret it. I promise. And if you would like any sort of tips on this, if you want any recommendations on books that you could read that might help you, or if you want... um, 
any kind of help or advice from me then please 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 do get in touch my email address is laura da souza that is da -a, <laughs> i'm using phonetics d-a-s-o-u-s-a -S -S laura da souza at hotmail.com please message me if you would like any more advice on this or book recommendations and you know what, I'm going to take my own advice on this as well because there's a leap that I need to take as well to make my business even bigger because I want to give my daughter everything. That's another thing, isn't it? The money mindset. I think that's a conversation for another day though. Money mindset, I think we get conditioned to believe that we can't for money we you know and wanting money is seen as greedy or you know people that have money are assholes we have this real negativity surrounded with money and actually money is just energy also the more money you have the more positivity you can put out there if you don't have money and you're always thinking about oh you know, I, I can, I'm not going to be able to afford this this month, I can't do this, I can't do this, then you're really um, not going to be able to put that much greatness into the world because your head is too full of worry. There's nothing wrong with wanting money because when you have money, you're not always thinking about it and you can just put the very best you out there you can inject positivity into the world you can give more you can help more people so just in case you had any kind of worries about you know wanting more money don't feel bad about that embrace it money is a necessity we need it to live um so yes I'm going to take my own advice and I'm going to start planning. And I'm also going to go because otherwise you will not be able to get rid of me. <laughs> I'll just be here talking like for the next week or so probably until Christmas. So I'm going to go. I'm going to stop rambling. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in and listening. All of your support is so appreciated. I absolutely effing love you thank you so much for listening to me thank you so much for your support have a beautiful beautiful week love you over and out bye you know I got yours. You got my